and we are live after a really rough game from the Jazz. Um, the Jazz got off to a good start, so after I, after I saw that, I was confident that the Jazz weren't going to drop two in a row. After all my talk about how Minnesota was the perfectly built team to beat the Jazz, and then Minnesota kind of went on and proved that they were the perfectly built team to beat the Jazz, which sucks because Minnesota's not a good team. Uh, These should have been two easy wins for the Jazz, and then if you count the one earlier this season, that should have been a third, which if the Jazz won those three, that would have given them a a little bit of a nice padding to hold on to that one seed. Um, Now it's a lot closer. Actually, I'm going to pull up the standings because I've not checked that recently, so I'll do that. And it might take me a while to get back to the game stats, but that's okay because I really don't want to talk about the game stats. Let's just leave it at the Jazz didn't do good. And then Timberwolves played pretty good. Um, but with that rough game for the Jazz, like, uh, be, like we got off to a good start, double-digit lead in the first quarter. Um, it was like, I think we had more than double their score in the first quarter. Um so like and then obviously we we fell apart or the jazz fell apart uh they they gave up the lead and then they were down double digits going into the fourth quarter and and they kept that lead started growing at the beginning of the fourth quarter too and then they fought back which is awesome to see um because they were really not shooting well for most of this game and they fought back shots started falling they started playing better defense Mike Conley hit a clutch three to put them up by a point. And then right at the end, they give up a stupid inbound play where no one was guarding D'Angelo Russell. He was wide open right next to the basket. It wasn't even like wide open on the three-point line. It was a layup. No one down there. Everyone was like up beyond the free throw line. And that, and then the Jazz just had an awful inbound play to try to take the lead again in the last few seconds so that was a really frustrating ending I did want to point out I I wasn't watching super closely I I should say that so maybe I just looked up at the bad time at the wrong times but I did notice the refs were a little bit eh this game it's not not like they were against the Jazz or against the uh, T-Wolves but I did notice um, there was a time where Rudy Gobert 100% traveled. They didn't call it. He scored. Um, maybe you guys know the play I'm talking about. If you disagree with me, you we can talk about that. Um, but I noticed that another time Rudy Gobert went straight up. Awesome defense by him. Got in front of him. Got got in front of the, I think it was Anthony Edwards driving to the hoop. Got in front of him, squared up, went straight up. Called it a foul on Rudy Gobert. I thought that was stupid. Another time, Carl Anthony Towns took a step back three pointer. They counted it for three points, but um, when Carl Anthony Towns jumped, his one of his feet was definitely inside the three pointer. And in a game that ended up being a one point difference, like stuff like that, even though it wasn't right down at the wire makes a difference throughout the game. So I thought those were kind of stupid. But looking at the standings right now, 
the Jazz are a game and a half up. If they had won these two games, that would have put them at two and a half games up with not much more basketball left to be played, which isn't the most comfortable thing in the world, but like it's better than a game and a half. Um, so yeah, I that was a rough game. Cool to see the Jazz fight back, but they really let it go at the end. Uh, two bad plays right in a row, right at the end, lost in the game. So that was rough. And and happy news for the Jazz, if you're a Jazz fan, the Jazz clinched the playoffs, which did the first team to do first team to do it in the NBA. I believe that's right. I don't think anyone in the East clinched it either. I was just at the standings. I could have checked. I'm going back. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so we clinched the playoffs. It's not like that was a huge surprise. We've been first most of the season, but that's always like a fun little milestone to see your team clinch it. It's annoying, though, that we clinched it in the middle of two losses. Um, yeah, no one else, no one in the East has clinched it. The Jazz are the only team. Um, and the Timberwolves are one of only two teams in the NBA to have been eliminated from the playoffs officially. Um, But it's kind of cool that in a tough Western Conference, actually looking at, um, yeah, in a much tougher Western Conference comparing the standings between the West and the East, the Jazz were the first to clinch it, which that says something about the Jazz. Um, I don't know. What I'm worried about and maybe I'm going to be too negative on this on this live stream. So if, if you don't want to hear negativity about the Jazz, um, sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, obviously Mitchell's out, so there's that. But this whole season we've been talking about the strength of the Jazz is that they have so many pieces outside of Mitchell and a really strong bench. Um, but with Mitchell out, the bench really isn't looking great. Like Clarkson's still good. Derek Favors really hasn't been like I feel like he's just kind of he doesn't really give much on the floor. There's been a few games where he's been good. But like he's he's one of those players where you just don't notice him out there. He doesn't make plays, which I I, I still think he's better than a lot of the other backup centers in the league, but still I was expecting more from him this year, especially like I feel like I kind of overhyped him a little bit coming into the season. Um, and so it's like we talked about the how the starting lineup was like a complete unit, and even without Mitchell, they were really good, and how the bench would come in and and be better than every other bench in the league. But it's like recently I've not been seeing that from the bench. Um, the starters have like without Mitchell have been looking subpar. Our shooting was awful tonight. Um, it was like 35% from the field. So that makes me worried because the reason I was really confident about the Jazz and, and wasn't listening to anyone saying that the Jazz, like, I thought the Jazz would do great in the playoffs, and I wasn't listening to anyone saying, oh, like they're not going to beat the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Lakers. Like I thought they could beat all those teams because I thought they were a complete unit with Donovan Mitchell. But if it comes down to it, and it comes down in the playoffs, and the Jazz have to rely on Donovan Mitchell to score 35 points a game, 40 points a game, like they did last year, 
to stay in it, uh, I that's not that's not going to be winning basketball deep into the playoffs. Um, that could get them through the first round. That probably won't get them through the second round. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. Obviously, this is an overreaction after just two losses to a team that, if you missed my stream after last game, I I I went over why they like why the Timberwolves are the team that is best equipped to beat the Jazz. So obviously, I'm probably overreacting. I think like even though they're a bad team, they just have the Jazz's number, and that happens. Uh, it's not like that's an uncommon thing. Sometimes good teams get beat by bad teams just because that bad team is built perfectly for all of that good team's weaknesses. Um, and they're eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs, so if it's just the, the Timberwolves of the Jazz kryptonite, then I'm definitely overreacting because we won't even have to face them in the playoffs. But if they play like that, like they did tonight and like they did last night in the playoffs, and that's what the supporting players are giving us, and then Mitchell just has to carry the team, I'm sure we'll make it through the first round because Mitchell's that good. Um, But that's not going to get us through LeBron. That's probably not going to get us through Denver, even though Denver's, even though Jamal Murray's out. Um, um, Maybe it will. Um, He's a pretty big part of their offense. Um, I don't know if it'll get us through the Clippers or the Suns. I'm I'm worried enough about if we have to play the Suns with how we were playing before because um, we've had a rough time against them this year. But I don't know. Um, raised some question marks, made me, made me question how good this Jazz team is, how mentally tough they are. Obviously, they came back, but they, they didn't close it out. And you need to, you need to close it out in order to, to really get that brand of mental toughness. So I don't know. Um, that's, that's my thoughts on the game. I know I didn't go over the stats. I feel like there wasn't much to go over. Um, D'Angelo Russell's a beast. Um, I, I know that that shot at the end was a give me, so anyone could have made that, but he, he was the reason why the Jazz lost that lead. He came in and, and he's, he was awesome on offense. So I don't know. I'm kind of frustrated after that. Um, I, and honestly, I, I wanted the Jazz to win. I expected them to lose which is kind of sad because I I was pretty sure the Timberwolves were that that kryptonite that I was talking about for the Jazz. But I was hoping the Jazz could prove me wrong. They got really close to proving me wrong, and then they really fell apart. And they had some stupid plays all throughout the game. They weren't shooting well. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, One highlight, Ilyasova, he had some good shots that he made um so that's fun uh, especially since when he, he ended with eight points um yeah i don't know Con- like conley was the leader gobert really like he had 18 points but he did nothing on the rebounds compared to carl anthony towns pulling in 11 rebounds and Jaden mcdaniels pulling in 10 and Anthony Edwards pulling a nine. And yeah, Mike Conley was the best. Oh no, Royce O'Neal was the best rebounder. And then Mike Conley. Gobert really didn't 
do much of what we expect him to. He did have three blocks, so that's respectable. Um, I don't know. And and Will, he's saying Gobert lost us the, the game. He definitely did not play like we expect Gobert to. At the same time, though, I feel like the only person I'm not going to put this loss on... Uh, let me make sure I'm I'm not, like, putting blame on someone that I shouldn't after looking at the stats. Yeah, the only person... I'm not going to put this loss on is Conley. I think that there's some other players that had good moments, but they a lot of them had bad moments. Um, like like O'Neal and Yang, I feel like they did fine. That's kind of what we expect out of them. Uh, but they weren't as efficient as we would have needed them to. Um, as we would have needed them to be. But looking at the shooting splits... Other than Conley, Conley did great. He was 10 for 19 from the field, 3 for 9 from 3. But look at, like, I'll just read everyone else. 2 for 6 from O'Neal, 1 for 11 from Bogey, 8 for 8 from Gobert, but he didn't grab a rebound. Um, Conley was 10 for 9. Ingles was 3 for 14. Ilyasova did fine, but, like, he's not a difference maker. He just hits a couple shots. He was 3 for 5. Nying, 4 for 11. Favors, 1 for 1. Um, I need to see more out of favors. He did have eight rebounds, so that's nice. Um, Clarkson five for twenty with a one for ten from three, and and then Forrest he he was in there for two minutes, so uh, he didn't get a shot off. So, like I don't know, no one really just sh- no one showed up. I don't know. I'm I, I feel like. I feel like I'm ranting here and I really have no direction here and I said I don't know probably 30 times too many. But I don't know. <laughs> Again, it it really it I think it brought up some questions for me that I'm going to have to watch for the Jazz see if if this team is one of those teams that plays great when things are going great but when but like are they a team that can really fight through it? I know Mitchell can fight through it. We've seen him fight through a tough series against the Nuggets. We've seen him fight through tough games. I know Conley's that kind of player who he'll fight through it. He he fought through with the grit and grind Grizzlies. That was his that was his style. Like they, they fought through stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like every other player on the team needs to prove to me that they're willing to, that not only willing but they're able to to stick with it, not lose focus, like keep working at it, never give up kind of stuff. I'm I'm not seeing that from a lot of the players. So that's something I'm going to be watching. With that said, um I'll I'll, I'll answer uh this question about Jordan Clarkson, like what's up with Jordan Clarkson. I don't know what's going on with him. So one thing I'll I'll give him this. We don't so he was injured for a while, right? Um, they announced that he had a, they didn't give us specifics as far as what I saw. Maybe they, they announced it later, but he had one of the bones in his shooting hand was broken. Um, and so I'm pretty sure he's like, and it it didn't sound like it was a bad break or anything and it's under control, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's playing with some pain right now and he's still trying to work through that. 
Uh, but he kind of rushed back. I'm sure he rushed back because he didn't want to lose his sixth man of the year because uh, he, he's still probably the front runner for it. But I don't know. He's been shooting really bad lately. Uh, good news for this game, he did have eight assists, so he is passing more. Um, so that's good. He was plus zero on the game. Um, so better than some of our other players but yeah i'll probably end the stream here it's kind of dead most people probably don't want to um oh and i'll before i end it i'll, I'll address will jensen's thing so will says uh gobert left russell wide open with four seconds left to win the game i'm not like that was frustrating i'm not putting that play all on gobert there um uh, because um I don't. I watched that play a few times to try to figure out what was going on, um, and it was like it. Gobert didn't do a good job, but there was other like no one was playing heads up defense. Um, Gobert was looking at Carl Anthony Towns. I think he was worried about him, and that's why he kind of. Like it looked really funny because he just ran out of the paint, but there were other players there who also decided to do the same. They made the same read as him, and I don't know if there was just a lack of communication, if there was a misunderstanding of assignments. I don't know what was going on. Whether they were whether Gobert thought he was just covering Towns no matter what. Well, I don't remember who else was there, uh, but uh, whether they were confused whether it was like a zone or a man just for the end down play miscommunication everyone like no one communicated no one knew what their assignment was so i it's not like gobert played good defense that play everyone played bad defense but i don't know it was that was an ugly play that made me really mad when i saw it um and a little and even more mad each time i saw it after that but the good news is I guess I'll end on a on a happy positive note because this was a pretty downer episode. The good news is these mistakes happened against a team that were never going to play in the playoffs. And these mistakes happened without Mitchell playing. And these mistakes happened in the regular season where we're still at a game and a half ahead of the number two seed. So I'm okay with mistakes, even if they turn to losses, if the team can learn from them quickly. Um, because if, if making this mistake prevents the Jazz from making a mistake in the playoffs in a game six or game seven, when they're facing elimination, then I'll take this loss every single day of the week if it helps prevent mistakes down the line. So I'm hoping all the Jazz players are upset about this is, or hopefully they're tons more upset about it than I am. I'm I'm not going to lose any sleep over this, but hopefully, like this this kind of like twisted the knife a little bit that they started feeling it, like that they knew they had it but they gave it up, and I'm hoping they they stay focused, they put in that work to stay uh, concentrated and execute how they were before the All Star break. Um, so yeah, that's my little happy note right at the end. Um, thanks for everyone who joined me tonight. I know it was, it was a little small tonight. Don't blame anyone for not coming because 
it's no fun. I like it's no fun to after your team just lost a bad game. It's no fun to hop on and listen to someone talk about your team losing a bad game for for twenty extra minutes. So, um, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks, Will, and for keeping the chat going. And I'll go ahead and call that for now. Hopefully, the next few streams we start seeing wins because the jazz schedule isn't hard. And and hopefully we can get excited and 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 start seeing seeing more of the good out of the Jazz rather than these last two games were were pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thanks for joining me. Have a good night. Like the stream if you liked it. And uh, if you're a Jazz fan, subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you can you can get these. We go live after every single Jazz game. So if if you want to join these, if you want to participate in the chat, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And 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 thanks, Rael. Or sorry for pronoun- if I mispronounce your name, but um, yeah, do all that stuff. If you like the jazz, it'll be great. We'll start winning again. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys, again.